Yeah. I mean, technically, assholes created it, too, but... Yeah, yeah. The cycle of whole. <laughs> it just, it doesn't help that my first introduction to that word was because of Blazing Saddles. That's a good movie. So I just have this weird uh, love of the word, because I just know it as like, oh, yeah, it's from the end of the cowboy movie that I like, where it's just a bunch of silly guys in suits having a slap fight in a fountain. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first introduction. And then assholes in school would yell the F-slur at me while uh, threatening to fight me. But unfortunately, because I'm a big person, not a lot of actual fights would happen because I would go, okay, and then pick up something. And then they, the altercation would end. Yep. Yeah. Things that happen when you're tall. And I probably, unfortunately, have a lot of Viking DNA in here by mistake. And by mistake, I mean pillaging. The rap. <laughs> no, that just came up recently because my mother shared a... Uh, a a genetic science study because uh, apparently because of the 23 and me people started looking into this and they're just like oh yeah if you're from britain and you have red hair there's a good chance that you have a lot of scandinavian dna in you and i went yes mother you know that joke i've been making that's very inappropriate for many years i have science now to back up my joke you literally can't be mad at me anymore it's true <laughs> Wait, oh, wait, you mean these hot foreign guys that actually bathe and comb their hair got laid and left babies Wild. behind? Weird. <laughs> it's almost like if you want to snag women, you got to wash your fucking ass. <laughs> you got to wash your ass. You do. You, you must. You got to wash your hair. <laughs> you got to brush I'm your teeth. You must. Or else you'll be funky. funky. <laughs> yes. We're just here to give life advice in this dank, dirty... How many days have we been down here? I don't want to count. I can't count without the cycle of the sun. That's fair. I mean, I luckily... I for a while, and then I wake up, and it's time to move again. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we've been able to punch the wall, and then, like, a turkey leg appears. It has been kind of cool. Yeah, that's been helpful. Um, yeah. I will say I am uncomfortable with how much, like stonework is around at this point yeah there's some like intricate carvings like i saw a thing that i thought it was a gargoyle and i was very scared because we're not doing the tremere episodes anymore but yeah. it turns out it was just a statue so it's fine it right. was actually just a it was actually just a statue it's actually just a gargoyle yeah like a yeah like a stone one yeah, yeah, yeah. not made of meat not not a not a meat one that is friend-shaped technically no. those are like stone meat that's that's tough tremere make everything difficult what would you call stone meat I mean, technically, it's still carbon-based life form. It's just a very hard carbon. I don't know. I, I'm not that kind of academic, unfortunately. But you know what kind of academic I am? What? Vampire. Oh, we can't be saying that on the podcast. Hi, I, I'm academically study vampires. There you go. Hi, and welcome to Plank Potties, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... I feel like maybe the most like stone meat esque creature I can think of is like something like a sea cucumber. Those are very squishy. Right, but they're also they, I mean when they harden up pretty much and they look like a rock. I'm okay. John. That is John, and John apparently I have an episode of Z Frank I need to show you about the sea cucumber. Uh oh. Uh well well that'll be later. Hello, I am Sarah. And welcome to part two of the Nosferatu clan deep dive episodes. Uh we are still Somewhere underground. The it's not wet. It hasn't been wet for like a day or so. Which is good. Uh, I'm shocked our batteries have lasted as long as they... I don't know if people... What if they're charging our things when we're asleep? Because we actually haven't slept in shifts. We've definitely failed our D&D &D planning. Yeah. So. It's hard. It's hard hiking all day. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that I don't see the, the electrical cables anymore. I don't like that this is stonework. I haven't seen a USB port in a hot minute, so somebody has to be bringing a battery pack, because I sure shit didn't bring one. But it's fine. <laughs> I have one of those ones that you shake. Is that what you've been is that doing? what that is that what that noise was? I was just I thought you were jerking it. it. Yeah. A little column A, a little column B. Okay, oh, that's fair. Yeah. I, I I can respect that. So you gotta uh, keep your strength up somehow. Yep. Morale. <laughs> Yo, it's morale. It's for morale. Oh god. Okay, so this is the last of our Twitter blood sports for now because Elon Musk is a bastard man and took our polls away. Yes. <laughs> um so we are moving those to Patreon. So if you give us some doll hairs, you can help us pick our next clan deep dive. But this is our last public one. And the public decided they wanted the Nosferatu. Bat boys. Bat boys. So uh, this episode will be covering the history of the clan and some V5 specifics. If you want more info on the vibes and what the bat boys be doing, check out the previous episode. Boop boop. Hello. That is a good time. Content warning. Uh, obviously, there will be some body horror and filth. Wait, there's Nosferatu? Yeah. Unfortunately, there will also be mentions of sexual assault, bioterrorism, and genocide. And, Whoa. like, eugenics themings. So, you know. The world is balanced. <laughs> no! No, get out of here with your Marvel bullshit. No. Anyways, uh, so if you're not in the vibe for those, that is fine. Skip this episode if you need to. Uh, books that we have covered will be the V5 core book, the V5 player's guide, Vampire the Masquerade core book from the second edition, the clan book Nosferatu, Nosferatu revised, Veil of Night, Libus and Guias Four, Thieves of the Night, Beckett's Jihad Diary, Glorth Clan, Chicago by Night, The Winter's Teeth comics, The Bible, The Book of Nod, Knights of Prophecy, Children of Blood, Kindred of the Ebony Kingdom, and Fall of London. Those are our source books. Proceeding on. That's a mm. that's a couple books. Yeah. I thought about ordering a copy of the Book of Enoch to read. I'm surprised that didn't show up with all your other <laughs> sources. Ah, uh, eh. Basically, the things that I could have gotten from the Book of Enoch, uh, I got from other books, so I didn't bother citing it. Okay, that's fair. There might be other things that I've missed, and if I did, please feel free to reach out to us on social medias, and I can correct the record. Not right now, though, because we're stuck in a tunnel. Uh, but starting off, Clan Founder. The start of the Baddie Boys is this person named Absilomard? Absimillard. Absimillard? Absimillard. Absimillard. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, they are also known as Absalom, who is the third son of King David from the Bible. I like the second name more. Wait, so is this the first clan that was founded by someone who wasn't named the name of the clan? Uh, that we've covered so far? Technically, yes. Venture, they just don't know who it was. Yeah, technically, it's like, they have a name, but uh, it's too powerful, so nobody knows. Yes, sure. And, yeah, I mean, La Sombra also has that, like, technically doesn't have a name, but also has, like, 40,000 names. So, like, eh. Yeah, so. This one's just got a regular old name. He got he got a name. He's got a name. And. His name is Absalom. Absalom. Yes. So, uh, according to the Bible, Absalom was a very handsome man that was well-loved by his people and favored by his father. Aww. Uh, according to the Bible, also, he killed his half-brother for raping his their mutual sister, and later on, he tried to usurp his father's throne, failed, and was killed by soldiers under the command of Job against King David's wishes, because I guess when the rebellion happened, King David's like, I mean, like, I need to put this rebellion down, but, like, don't kill my son, because he's kind of my favorite. And Job and his guys were like, yeah, so about that. kind of 
already did. We kind of did. So like, sorry. Oops. About that. So that's what the Bible says. I mean, good <laughs> on him, I guess, for killing his half brother for raping their sister. Yeah. Good on him for that. Yeah. That's... Not great on him for trying to usurp the throne. Just wait. Yeah. Like that's my my thought there. It's like just wait. Yeah. It's just like homie's you're... gonna die. Yeah. Just. I mean, I know you're third in line technically, but like, just, just wait. It's fine. Uh. It's pull Prince Charles and at like ninety have a big party. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Celebrate for a couple of years and then you, you know, know make the pores pay sundown. for it. And then sundown. Oh God. Uh Britain, you gotta get your shit together. Uh but yeah, so in life, according more to the lore of our game system, uh Absimiliard uh was a very beautiful man and a skilled hunter. Shockingly, this royal son was very entitled, arrogant, and vain. Wait, what? What? You mean rich people are assholes and think they can do things that defy God and science? Never heard of it. Never. <laughs> not not recently in the news at all. Not no. recently taken over everybody's social media feeds, but like in kind of the best way possible. Uh, shout out to Logitech. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, uh, absolutely hard to believe that his acts of violence were justified due to his skill and physical perfection. So he's just like, look, I'm really good at killing and I'm hot. So I'm just going to kill things. So uh, if God didn't want me to be hot and kill things, he would not have made me hot and good at killing things. <laughs> I mean. It, it's very American psychologic. Yeah, I was about to say, for someone who just like is kind of terrifying in their brain, I guess. Sure, dude, whatever. But maybe don't. Maybe don't. <laughs> maybe just chill out and eat a moon pie. Yeah. You can be hot and good at killing things, but eat moon pies. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're doing all that running. You could carve a load. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Do your hunting, I guess. Yeah, so this man's uh, hunting prowess and looks caught the attention of Zillia, who hunted him down and then embraced him. Uh, for those who are not aware, uh, Zillia is referred to Zillia the Huntress or Zillia the Beautiful. She's one of the second generation of vampires and is Cain's first wife. Oh. Yeah. So that story is also a little squicky. So uh, Zillia, when she was alive, was not interested in dating Cain. Just he was like, oh, my God, you're hot, please. And he's, she's like, nah, not into it. Nope. And she repeatedly was just like, nah, fuck off. Uh, I have no idea what that's like. Uh, unfortunately, Cain was so obsessed with her. Uh, he reached out to this figure known as the crone and was like, hey, uh, there's this hot girl I want to bang. And she keeps telling me, no, how do I make that not a problem for me anymore? Yeah, super squick. And uh, she gave him the bo- uh, the power to do blood bonding, mm. which he used on her without her knowledge. Of course. Of course. Gross. Because that's come on, man. how you get wives, apparently. Through a crone. Uh, through blood, uh, blood Through forced <laughs> affection assimilation, because, you know. From a crone. I know she said no a bunch of times, but, you know, if I make her say yes, it's ultimately a yes. Gross. Gross. Yeah. No, Kane's a bad man. Uh, there are a few stories about Zillia's altercation with Absimiliard, whether she stalked him, whether they just happened to run into each other. Eh, that's not the big important part. The important part is during the altercation, uh, she did kick his ass because she's a fucking vampire and well, he at the time was not. Right. Uh, and unfortunately, during the altercation, uh, she scratched his face. So when he got embraced, he had like a little scar on his face and that just drove him fucking insane. Oh, he could not handle it. He's fucking pissed at her. Just being like, how dare you fuck up my face? Like, I know you killed me. And now I got superpowers, which is like really cool and all. But like, li- I'm even better at killing. Yeah. Like, literally, it's just yeah. like, I'm so good at killing now. But like, you <sighs> fucked up my face. How dare you? 
There's also another story where Absmiliard sought to hunt down really powerful creatures. Like, he's so, like, I'm so badass, I'm gonna hunt down all sorts of things. And uh, Zillia being one of the only vampires that would leave Enoch, because, you know, maybe her toxic boyfriend was toxic and she needed to get out of the fucking house. Fair. Yeah, so because she was one of the only vampires that would leave the city, and he's like, well, I want to hunt powerful things. Problem solved. I'ma hunt this bitch. And obviously she kicked his ass. But she's like, you know what? I kind of like your moxie. So yeah, I may have like broken your spine and beaten the shit out of you and you're dying right now. But like, eh, let's see what happens. Because, <laughs> you know, that always goes well in Vampire the Masquerade plots. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Embracing people on a whimsy? That doesn't go bad. Ever. I love whimsy. <laughs> yeah. And there's pretty rad. some implications and versions of this story where her like being like, hey, you know what? This guy kind of kicks some ass. I should embrace him. Might have been a, you know, I am trying to overthrow my brothers so I can get out from underneath Kane and escape. He's really good at fighting. I'm going to grab this guy. Mm. So, you know, mm. regardless of how the actual embrace happened, uh, unlife, good thing for him. Absmiliard uh, was super excited about the, oh, I get to hunt the most dangerous prey and I'm good at it. People hunting is sick and good. And it's just like, all right, buddy. Um... I guess, you know, if you're having fun and if you're thriving, it is said that uh, during this time, uh, he created the discipline of obfuscate by some Nosferatu, but also like there's ancient accounts saying that Cain did it first. So, you know, eh, run with that game in your game how you want. Either way, uh, being able to hunt uh, gets much easier when you're able to be like, you can't see me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate ghillie suit. Invisibility. (laughs) But over the years, uh, unfortunately, uh, the the scar on his face just made Abs Millard like more pissed and more petty and angry and more pissed. And he's like, I'm going to get my revenge. So his plan on getting revenge was embracing and blood bonding and training several childer to form like a little vampire army militia. Oh, boy. Because that's always a good idea. (laughs) You know, I don't think it's ever gone wrong. So never, not once. No. Just, hey, hey, fellas, you ever get so mad at your ex that you just raise an army specifically to kill her specifically because she fucked up your face? Because, <laughs> yeah, I can't find any account saying that she was particularly, like, cruel to him or had done anything outside of, like, kicking his ass the one time. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, you know, the the, the, the pettiest, the pettiest. But out of this uh, collecting and building of a vampire army to overthrow mom, big mommy issues. Uh, he did have one childer that got away because apparently homie also was like, Hey, so I'm, I'm out walking the nights, walking the streets, doing my thing. And there's a hot lady bathing by a river. I'm a get that. And I'm just like, what? Why? Just, just let people do their things. You don't have to put your dick in everything. But apparently he decided he was going to try because she was so hot. There are accounts that say that he did assault her. And there's some that saying that she like got away before he did. So we can add that to the list of his crimes. The very least, there was an attempt. That minimum, there was an attempt at an assault. And it's super gross. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, either way, he embraced her, but she somehow was able to like squiggle and get away before he was able to fully blood bond her. This becomes an important note later. <laughs> but yeah, so he's got this child, this army of uh, vampires that he's been training to be super cool soldier assassins. And then his attempted rape victim that escaped. <laughs> Mm, implications uh but uh with his army uh he did also attempt to uh find her 
Because, you know, oh no, she got away. I can't have that. Because adding possessiveness on top of everything else. Right. That's what we need here. Yep, that's what we need. This is this is leading up to a good person. Good mentally well. Yeah. Because he started off so well to begin with. Oh yeah, he started off super mentally well to begin yeah. with. Yeah. So with his his childer bloodbound army of like trained hunter assassins was like, ah, oh, go get her. And it is believed that this lady is the offshoot of all modern Nosferatu. And all of the childer that are part of his like militia army are actually all of the Niktuku. Interesting. So technically there's a the Nosferatu are all technically like one step down on the chain of uh antediluvians, I guess. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That's one story. I like that. That's neat. Whether it's true or not, who knows? But I don't even think maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. I'm probably wrong. But as far as I've read, I've never seen it completely confirmed that the Niktuku even exist. It's kind of like a rumor even in game most of the for most of the time. I'm sure there's one yeah. random book that's got like some stats, but yeah, you can kind of run with this how you want in your game. Um, but yeah, if you want to have all of your Nosferatu descended from this figure that's known as the Matriarch, uh, go for it. That's cool. If you don't want to, that's fine. Uh, it's also not... But this is also kind of the origins for uh, the mythos for the Nuktuku, like hunting down Nos- all Nosferatu and wanting to destroy them. Because some people believe that uh, he had asked them to or he had commanded them to do this as a combination of not only just being like hey so my bitch got away but also uh trying to atone for his sins uh abs millard thinks that if he like gets rid of or kills enough of his childer that cane daddy will forgive him huh so he's trying to wipe his slate clean essentially yeah that's that's one theory is just like eh, whether he's like actually trying to like atone for his sins or if he's just like trying to avoid being punished for embracing without permission because he just on a whim was like, that lady's hot. What if I make her one of mine? Right. And that's technically a big no-no. So just like, look, dad, I fixed it. It's gone now. If I just erase the extra sketch really quickly, I didn't actually do the crime. <laughs> I mean, don't get caught, right? <laughs> yeah, I did a whole episode about that. Yeah. The Camarilla would be proud. The camera would be proud. It's like, look, if you, if you, if, there ain't none problem. There won't be none problem. But yeah, so after that kerfuffle, uh, his disdain for his sire basically won out. And then he called all of his forces together to attack the first city. I'm sure that went well. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it did. Now, there's several different texts about whether the first city is actually a first city or if it's just like a cave dwelling who the fuck knows? I weirdly appreciate that uh, World of Darkness lore does take into account like our actual understanding of prehistory and isn't quite completely Bible focused, even though there's a lot of Bible info in it. So if you want to run with the game as there's not a Judeo-Christian-esque god and, you know, uh, a lot of this vampire prehistory lore is more traced into very, very early or even proto-human civilizations, they, they've left enough room for you to do that easily. You good? Never. Never. Your poor butt. <laughs> I know. I know. So we get for sitting on these rocks. I would rather just continue to walk. I wouldn't mind if they weren't so slimy. I keep slipping. Yeah, it's starting to get wet again, and I'm not really a fan of that. I mean, my socks just dried out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll. I can't do anything about the slime. Slime's cool. Like slime in general is cool. Sitting on things with slime, not maybe not if as we great. can find it like uh 
a decline, we can just take a break and slide for a bit. <laughs> if we get enough slime, I can at least you know have some stim time. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there's a couple of different stories on how this attack on the first city or the first cave or whatever went. So there's some versions of the story saying that he used Offuscate to fake being attacked to trick Kane into uh, hunting down a werewolf that didn't do anything. I don't like that. Yeah, uh, once once Kane Daddy was gone, Abs Millard brought his forces to attack the first city on the guise of his sire, basically like trying to focus the attack on his sire, just being like, ah, time to kill the bitch who fucked up my face. Dad's gone, he won't know. It's fine. Sure, yeah, Dad uh-huh. definitely won't know. Uh, but he attacked the city uh, using Offuscate to pretend to be his sire and attack everybody under some weird like 4D chess plot. I'm like, all right, he's gone. If I put on my sire's face... And then attack everybody. They'll blame her for it, and then she'll get in trouble. And then everybody's dead, and dead, and I'm dad's favorite, I guess. Uh... But yeah, he basically organized pitting the second gen against the third gen, making each side believe that the other side was planning on doing the diableries. Mm. So is his? Is, is it his fault? That kind of. The kind second of. Gen got eaten. Kind of. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, the plan almost worked. Uh, but. Kane Daddy came home and mm. shockingly pissed. Wasn't, wasn't very happy about it. He's like, God damn it, I went out to go hunt these werewolves and now we have a millennia long feud with the werewolves because they think I murdered them for no fucking reason, but I was trying to get revenge for you and you, my stupid fucking grandson. <laughs> like, your you face is fine. Chicks dig scars. Why are you pissed? <laughs> so, super not happy about that. Uh, there's another version of the story that says uh, the attack was more of a direct and brutal assault. And uh, after his forces ended up losing out, uh, Zilla uh, beat the shit out of Abs Millard and uh, basically just kind of like left him for dead as punishment. She's like, you're not even worth killing. Again, kind of. Yeah, (laughs) just being like, it was a good fight. I still win. Yeah. I'm top. (laughs) But, you know, with Kane witnessing the betrayal, uh, he shockingly was pissed. You know, Kane oftentimes gets pissed about things that I'm like, dude, chill out. Yeah. This one, I feel like, is pretty justified. This is one of the handful of times Kane's done something, and I'm like, I get it. This makes sense. Yeah. Why? Just, oh, God. Though, there is reason to believe, uh, oh, hold on, sorry. So, with, uh, whatever version of the attack happened, either way, Kane is pissed, and his, uh, response to this is to curse Abs Millard and all of his childer to be horrendously fucked up. Which is how we end up having the Nosferatu as we know them. And there's also partially lends into the social stigma of having them in the city because they're just like, oh, you're the child of the guy who like tried to kill everybody in the sewer with you. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm curious if it states how he did that. Was he, Did he just call up another crone or Lilith or someone? Power of his own blood and just big mad dad energy. Okay. And uh, there's also some lore notes where apparently Kane still to this day is fucking with Absa Miller just being like hey I'm in your brain you fucked up wrong son died wow <laughs> <laughs> and also is like by extension also fucking with the the Nick Tuku that may or may not exist because they're so closely blood bound to Absa Millard. so it's like cool not only the Nick Tuku fucking terrifying because they're like super uber predators they're all fucked up in the head because great granddad has been screaming in their daydreams for centuries. So his plan to be number one <laughs> made him number one most hated. Yep. Damn. It, it's Oof. it's another story of the hubris of man this week. <laughs> just being like, man, just, you know, sometimes you got a fucked up face and that's okay. You don't need to be like pissy about it. 
we understand you're mad for a little bit, but there's there's a time that like there's an adjustment period. Yeah. Beyond that, like cut, chill. Yeah. Though, uh, according to some Nosferatu, all of these stories, while they're really cool and badass, are complete bullshit. And the Nosferatu just happen to be really well suited for living underground, so they just keep fucking living underground. Hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's sure. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciated reading all the little stories of the Nosferatu, like, arguing about, like, biblical and ancient prehistoric history, and then some Nosferatu are just like, what if we just evolved to be really good in caves? <laughs> like, bruh, what the fuck? Like bats. Yeah, we're literally bats. We're just, we're just good at it, so we're down here, and it's fine. Like, eh. And then there's also the African Nosferatu who discount all of this bullshit entirely and have their own uh, versions of their clan's history. Uh, A lot of them being able to trace uh, their lineage not only just beyond ancient Egypt, but into early Homo sapiens and even early Australopithecus, meaning the clan's potentially been around for like four million years. Cool. Which I love that shit. Where it's like, yeah, no, no, just vampires evolved alongside humans as like a parasite entity. And there's no need to have God involved in your plots at all. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's kind of fun. Uh, Though those African Nosferatu will uh, cling to ancient Egypt as like their idealized society that they had. Very similar to how the Venture will cling to Rome and the Bruja will cling to Carthage. Mm. Where they're just like, oh, we had it all, man. We had like a cool society with all these cool fucking aqueducts and trade and spices and orgies. And it was really cool. Everybody was vibing. Yeah, everything was cool. And then the fucking Romans fucked it up and society collapsed and the sea people and just... So that's a fun thing to kind of throw into your games if I, you want. I do like the alternative history options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, we've been reading all these spooky books and then some guy's like, no, nah, I mean, check out this chart. It says we go back to like when humans first evolved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all just making weird shit up. Like the stories are cool, but like they're, they're, they're stories, man. Like calm down. <laughs> I have science. A little nerdy Nosferatu puts his glasses up his weird little crooked nose. Yes. <laughs> uh, trying to read through some of my notes. I am so sorry. But yeah, so uh, continuing on with that, uh, African Nosferatu will believe that uh, their oldest ancestors lived and slept along the Nile River and were uh, the bloodline that would serve the god Set, and there would be another bloodline that was serving Osiris. Interesting. So there's some kind of tie-ins with the ministry and the Setites, if you want to delve into that. Uh, Nosferatu that lived further south on the African continent uh, believed they served as guardians and sages to kingdoms all across the continent. Oh. Uh, And uh, basically, the Sahara Desert kept them from having contact with their uh, European cousins. So the European cousins are like, okay, well, society hates us because we're ugly and we all live underground and we just do like spooky uh, sewer stuff. The African cousins didn't have to deal with that kind of social stigma because, you know, body standards are different because it's a different culture. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, yeah, no, no, no. We, We work with like kings and like leaders and shit and we help manage all the trade routes and we're actually super respectable. So, you know, that's, that's kind sick. of fun. And you can kind of pull from various different oral traditions because that's what those Nosferatu do where they're just like, oh, yeah, no, we have ancient times and thousands of different origin stories all dependent on the different cultures. And I am not going to sit here and pretend I have any kind of expertise in that area. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> but there's a whole cool section of uh, African-based Nosferatu lore and histories in the clan revised book. So if you want to check that out, I highly recommend it. It's a super cool read. Nice. So that leaves us in this uh, interesting, uh, is the antediluvian alive or dead? Kind of. So we 
Okay, they're one of the antediluvians that uh, it's fairly canonically accepted that they are still kicking around. Whether or not they're like in a semi-permanent torpor state because they got his ass kicked so hard and he's just being constantly psychically tormented. Mm-hmm. Or if he's up and doing things and has like secret hidden bases in Antarctica or in other places or uh, his obfuscate levels are so high. Basically, if you do, if he lets you see him. His obfuscate is so intense that once he is out of your eyesight, he basically like control alt deletes himself from your brain. Yeah, I've heard stories where he can basically come up, tell someone to do something and walk away and they'll be like, I should do that. That was an original thought of mine. It's like, hey, guys, I had an idea without powers because all they'll remember is like what he suggested to them, not how or why. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, so if you want to scare the shit out of your players, you could have the most horrifying Nosferatu walk up to them, say a thing leave and then be like yeah so you have no idea why you're terrified you're just chilling but you have a book now or i've also heard stories that um go along with his vanity mm-hmm. where his children were cursed to be ugly but i've heard there's been hinted that he is actually so beautiful he's hard to look at instead mm-hmm. of the opposite and only he thinks he's ugly whereas everyone else is like oh it's like the bible angel stories where like such a creature so beautiful a man can't stand to look at uh, where he's kind of like that hot but yeah. he's like i have this tiny scar i'm hideous yeah yeah Oh, that'd be a really funny thing for Kane to just fuck with him, being like, no, 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 I'm leaving the scar, but I'm going to make him so hot that people can't, like, comprehend it, like a reverse Eldritch Abomination, but because he has the thing on his face, he thinks that he, he, basically Kane has gaslit him into thinking that everybody else thinks he's fucked up. Well, also, he looks at his own children and is like, that's what I look like. Mm -hmm. They look like me. I love it. I'm just like, oh... It's so mean. That's very Kane. <laughs> it's very Kane. God. God, Kane's such an asshole. He is. He is such a dick. Oh, anyway, so major events of the clan going on from prehistory. Uh, over the centuries and even into ancient times, hunting for the Nosferatu has been particularly difficult because I got fucked up faces. Like actually fucked up faces, not a, I have a scar on my eyebrow. Oh no, my face. Eh. <laughs> <sighs> That's yeah. definitely how he. Yeah, for sure. I imagine. <sighs> I I like the idea of Ebbs Miller uh, being this really hot like twunk of a man. Like he he hunts and runs and does a bunch of stuff. So he's like too jacked to be a twink. Yeah, but he has twink energy, so he's a twunk. <laughs> <laughs> so he still does very twink reactions to things. Love it. <laughs> That's just my brain space, but yeah, so uh, because the Nosferatu were uh, fucked up and hideous and some of them are malformed in a way where just maneuvering in the world is difficult, hunting is hard, and also, you know, mortals running from you in terror and or hunting you down because they're like, a monster attacked me, and you're like, well, I mean, you're technically not wrong, mm-hmm. I guess. I'd really prefer you not call me that, but, <laughs> but you, know, you are just, correct. <laughs> you are, but also, like, I just, I just wanted a snack, uh, but yeah. So because of that, uh, a lot of them have been pushed into where they can hide in various societies. Uh, Stories in ancient Egypt, Mesopotamia, put the Nosferatu living within early irrigation systems and hunting mortals through those avenues. Cool. So very crocodile, which is just super fun to think about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, I'm a log, I'm a log, I'm a log, snap. Snap. (laughs) I'm a freak. Yes. 
these skills transferred over into the rise of the Greek and the Roman Empire with the uh, also building of great public bathhouses, aqueducts, catacombs, and sewer systems. The... So, kind of like we talked about last episode, they've always just been kind of in charge of infrastructure. So. Mm-hmm. They're just like, well, I live here. I might as well make it nice. Fair. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can increase the human population and encourage them to come to places where it's easier for me to grab them if I control the fucking fountains. And it's like, you know what? Valid. That's yeah. a good plan. <laughs> yeah. It's a very solid plan. Uh, the area uh, that control... Or, bleh, hold on. So this sewer system in Rome was called the Cloaca Maxima. And oh. is yeah, Steve Irwin. Every time I hear the word cloaca, I just mm-hmm. it, <laughs> you just get the vapors. It just it's just hard to not read it in my head in a very thick Australian accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, bless that man. Uh, but yeah, this is also another uh, nexus point of like a cultural prestige for the Nosferatu, where they're just like we had these amazing technological systems in ancient times. Like we did that. It was us. Rome was built on our doing things. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Ventrue. They don't know what they're talking about. I mean, I generally agree with that. (laughs) Yes. And uh, the Nosferatu in ancient times had a rough understanding of germ theory. Like, they didn't fully have it. But because they're so intertwined with water and sewage systems, they realized, oh, if we keep it clean, the mortals won't get sick. And there'll be more of them. But the reverse is also true. So it wasn't unheard of of Nosferatu to basically strong arm the other clans being like, hey, man, uh, if you don't give us the thing we want, it'd be a... Real shame if everybody in the city started getting cholera. <laughs> like, literally weaponizing bioterrorism and pandemics to just be like, hey, uh, I know you guys like feeding on these mortals and shit that keep showing up in the city. It'd be a shame if uh, typhus <laughs> happened, you know? Just just let loose a shitload of rats. I don't know why plague follows the rats. Like, I don't get that part, but I know if I just yeet enough corpses into the well. People get sick. People get sick. Fucking weird how that works. And due to the physical location of them being lower in the city and the sewers, as well as this tie-in with disease and stuff, marked the Nosferatu as a low clan, and uh, particularly uh, the Venture and the Malkavians. And this kind of stuck with them and continues on into this day. So, yay, centuries-old prejudices. (laughs) I thought Malkavians and Nosferatu got along. Uh, They do, but the Malkavians had a fairly intrinsic leadership role in ancient rome gotcha so they and the venture just kind of had a -a tete-a-tete and we're just like hey man we like jerry's cool but he keeps poisoning the wells like we can't you can't just keep doing you can't just keep doing it man yeah every time you throw a hissy fit you can't keep throwing corpses in the wells (laughs) we gotta have a compromise here man yeah it's kind of partial i think we went over it a little bit in our nos or sorry in our malkavian series Mm -hmm. but every time they tend to be like very high up in a city they tend to get to the point where they're like okay now what would happen if we burned it it's like (laughs) hey we built up this really cool thing what if i set it on fire we should probably start over yeah it's it's like the equivalent of like you spend all this time building up a really cool logo set and then you're just like okay i'm done now push it, it off, off the, the table. steps uh, i can build something else now and it's like he just likes building things yeah it's, it's the the story of the malkavians on the hill watching rome burn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though they were really high up in rome i was like i mean this is kind of cool oh well <laughs> well also at the same time uh this is where uh, african nosferatu were flourishing with their trade routes across africa the middle east into india and southeast asia big like 
Silk Road before Silk Road was really thing network. Uh, the kingdom of Kilwa and Timbuktu were some of the richest and grandest cities in the world at this time. Uh, this wasn't as well known to the Europeans at the time because of travel bullshit, but it mm. was happening. And these Nosferatu tended to work with their gangrel cousins in Africa to help like maintain this infrastructure. So it's it's a network, but it's not sewers. <laughs> it's silk and spice and gold and uh sometimes i feel bad for the nosferatu reading about other cultures and their way that they handled them because it's like oh man if a couple things were different y'all could have just been chilling yeah you could have just been chilling <sighs> anyway convention of thorns uh there was not a lot of nosferatu influence there's only like two major guys there was like the head nosferatu which is Josef von buren who's basically a frog man in a monk outfit and who's just like yeah this camera reorganization sounds pretty chill that was it that was his input on the thing uh he's known to live currently in munich germany so very pragmatic hmm, kind of a guy mm -hmm. and then we have uh frederico dupauda uh who is the adopted child of von buren and is a long-serving archon within the camarilla so he's one of the i'm gonna go out and kill things for the cam to maintain like he's one of the head 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 big important guys mm -hmm. uh he is known as the right hand of the camarilla and he's an italian assassin <laughs> Known for being a hardliner for the sect and one of the deadliest fighters for the Camarilla. Oh. He is a big deal because he was able to kind of piece together like, hey, uh, I know this convention seems like it's going pretty chill. Uh, these Anarchs don't seem like they're really happy and I think they're up to some shit. And they basically thwarted an assassination plot. Oh, damn. Uh, so if it wasn't for this guy, the Camarilla would not exist. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's because of the Nosferatu that the Camarilla exists. Uh, Are you happy with yourselves? You did this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this guy is last known to operate along the eastern seaboard of the United States. So if you really just want to go full Assassin's Creed on somebody with a weird Nosferatu, it's canon. You can just do that. Yeah. <laughs> you see, people keep thinking you're supposed to cut off your finger for that like stabby knife from Assassin's Creed. Turns out this guy just has three fingers. <laughs> who knew so continuing on uh with the upheaval of western society with the renaissance uh urban nosferatu were forced further underground and were further segregated from mortal interactions uh kind of an awkward time uh this also is a time period where it really cemented uh nosferatu's uh resentment for the toreador and the ventru because those were the two big clans during the Renaissance that were just like, hey, so we're spending all this time making things really pretty and doing science and art and all this cool shit. Uh, quit dragging your dirty sewer feet. Do you realize how expensive rugs are? Fuck off. You're scaring the hose with your ugly face. Shoo shoo. Stop it. It's like, well, I can't go to the sewers. It's the Renaissance. We don't really have those yet. It's like, well, start building. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> And this also uh, began a time period of a major uptick in Nosferatu embraces out of spite. Just being like, oh, you don't like my face? What if there's six more of my face? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Just super petty shit. Um, as travel begins into the new world, uh, some Nosferatu would migrate along, seeing it as an opportunity to get out of the sewers. It's like, I'm gonna go to a new world, get a new place, everything's gonna be great. And <sighs> that's not... Some also went on purpose to establish Western settlements in the New World because it's like, well, if people are going, they're going to need sewers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Which is not wrong, but also heck. Uh, others went to go hide within the forest, attacking uh, colonists under the guise of Indian raids where they're just like, look, I can go out into the woods in the New World where there's no one to yell at me and I can be an unmitigated fuck. They caused a lot of problems, huh? 
Yeah. My the it wasn't uncommon for Western colonists to attack and raid each other during this time period and then just blame it on quote unquote Indians being like, mm-hmm. oh, those savages, they totally massacred that entire village. Weird, sad. I guess I have that farmland now. Woohoo. Yeah. It's uh there were some interesting reports, though, of uh, Nosferatu arriving to the New World and finding they already had cousins here Weird. living amongst the indigenous. Strange how that keeps happening. These ones were called the uh, Manitou. Uh, the Manitou had strong ties with these indigenous communities and live amongst them. And there were even some uh, tribes and societies that would purposely sacrifice animals to the Manitou to imbue the Manitou with like powers based on those animals. So it's oh. like harnessing extreme animalism things. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, hey, we need our friend to be stronger. Let's let's sacrifice a bear to him. And then he gets swole as fuck. It's kind of almost resonance-y. Yeah, it's a little resonance which is super fun, especially because this is old world notes. And you're like, ah, I can see where they pick some of these things up and yeah. put them into the newer books. It's fun like that. Uh, unfortunately, in current timeline, the Manitou are believed to have been eradicated by the European cousins. Dang. Do with that in your plots what you will. Uh, it parallels a lot of the, the, the native genocides that have happened here in the Americas, which is unfortunate. But if you want to have some guys around that haven't been completely wiped out, I encourage that. But you yeah, know, do what you're going to do. Um, eh, I do have a small note of whilst this was also happening during uh, European colonial times, it wasn't unheard of of the solitary. So like the solitary nose fratu, they're just like, I really don't like anybody. I just want to be alone. They would do the uh, move to the farthest reaches of the colonies areas that they could and just live alone. And then when little societies would pop up, they'd just be like, ah, snack time, gorge. (laughs) So if, you know, other settlers would show up and be like, oh, hey, there's this village. There's no one in it. That's weird. And then suddenly they're (laughs) dead, too. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to run some uh, old-timey exploring the Western society of plot hooks. That also feels very Appalachia. It's very Appalachian horror. Like, I feel like there's a lot of cryptids that are actually just Nosferatu living in the hollers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, small note of with the arrival of the Dutch in Africa in the mid 1600s, the Camarilla brought their ideas of the traditions and civilization to the Western vampires or to the African uh, vampires. So uh, these uh, kindred would follow the paths that were also forged by missionaries and explorers and Camarilla agents sought to correct and civilize their uh, African counterparts, seeing them as basically following like canine her- heresies and being like Sapat adjacent, even though they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Also, they were like kind of thriving. Yeah, they were just kind of chilling. They're like, look, man, we got our trade. We're chilling. Everything's fine. They're just like, no, 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 no. You don't know how the world works. And also uh, you were born in sin and... <laughs> yeah it's very frustrating homies we're all vampires that's what yeah born in sin is kind of the whole thing yeah so as the sabat and camaria vampires moved across south america and as well as africa uh colonizing and enslaving and destroying indigenous populations this also destroyed the nosferatu and gangrel populations in these areas so (sighs) Which would include Nos- European Nosferatu showing up and fighting their uh, South American and African cousins. Just being like, hey, you're doing it wrong. You got us all wrong, my guy. And, you know, I have a gun. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just very unfortunate. Just like, oh, God. The Gangrel episode is much more vibes when these communities would meet. 
There's much more vibes. The Nosferatu, not as much vibes. Yeah, I hate for them that the camera were like, you guys are like Sabat adjacent. We need to fix that. And then the Sabat show up and like, Mm -hmm. you're nothing like us. Yeah. We need to fix that. Yeah, just like, oh, you have this really cool power where you can imbue yourself with animal powers because people are doing sick. Let me know how to do that. I know you could just teach me how to do this, but instead, what if I just diablerized you and said I learned how to do it? (laughs) That has no parallels to anything that has happened in our history as a population in this continent. I made that. I made this. Uh, Yeah. Uh, There is a fun note of in uh, trying to get into happier times in the 1700s with the Nosferatu aiding in the French Revolution because they were, you know, in the French sewer system and in the catacombs and all that. So they would be... uh, running revolutionaries from one spot to another, running supplies, offering aid and support during all of that behind the scenes. So that's fun. (laughs) Just, you know, the Nosferatu being like, hey, they're killing all the Toreadors in Versailles. Can we we help? (laughs) Do you guys want some guns? (laughs) (laughs) Just go break their shit. Hell yeah. Uh, And then as we're shifting with Western society, getting into the Industrial Revolution and the Victorian era, uh, The Nosferatu continued and were further shoved into slums, ghettos, workhouses, and industrial zones. Because, you know, just like, oh, this place is gross and smells like sulfur and leather tanneries and all the... Yeah, you guys go there. Perfect for you. (laughs) This is where you belong. Uh, There were some enterprising Nosferatu in this time that would uh, turn to organized crime to scratch out existences in these areas where there's like, look, uh, the, the mortals that I can feed off of are poor as shit and they all got rickets. I got to be able to run X, Y, and Z in these areas. It's very Peaky Blinders. <laughs> so if you like that, you just want to put like a Nosferatu in a hat and have them beat the shit out of people for, you know, extortion money. That does sound like a, like a good Nosferatu. <laughs> Whoops, all Nosferatu game, but it's all the Irish mob. <laughs> Yes! That'd be dope. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This was also a time period where, uh, because of the social stratification and, like, extreme classism, it got mapped on into the clans of the Camarilla. So there was uh, Elysiums, like, in London, where the Nosferatu were just banned. Because they're just, like, so low clan. They're just like, look, you're in the Camarilla and we need you, but, like... Don't don't come around. Don't don't be here. Like, you're not allowed... You're not allowed in the house. See, we're upstairs vampires and you're downstairs. You're the help. (laughs) You. It's super gross. I hate it. Ugh. Why'd they stick around? I don't get it. The infrastructure, man. Like, if you oh, got a good yeah. deal, and you're just like, well, like, I hate this, but, like... The, the problem is, like they said, maybe we just evolved to work well in caves. Maybe they just evolved to, like, feed on, like, the dregs of society. And without a society, there's no dregs to feed upon. Yeah. I so. Which, uh, I mean, anarchs t- cities, you know, tend to have those, too. But... But... You know, spread out. Spread out a little bit. Uh, there is a kind of a fun thing that happens with uh, the advent of the flush toilet and medical hygiene in like the 1850s. Uh, the network for the influence of the clan begins to basically very much alter and explode because, you know, Western white people finally discovered, oh, maybe we shouldn't clean ourselves and drink water out of the same place that we dump our refuse. Maybe if we wash our hands before surgeries, people don't die as often. Nah. <laughs> I doubt it. It's womanly to wash your hands. Don't do that. Literally, literally. Oh, God. Like, I, I forgot I, his name, but the doctor who first started proposing, like, washing your hands before uh, childbirth and procedures, he was like, hey, so I did these studies and I realized if I wash my hands, the mortality rate of these births goes way down. So, you know, 
washing your hands before childbirth is a good idea. And then all these doctors bullied him and called him a pussy so much he had to check himself into a mental asylum where he died. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Men, is it gay to wash your hands? I don't wipe because it's gay to touch your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much because so it's there's people that think that and it's upsetting. Uh. What's slightly less upsetting uh, is there were many Nosferatu in the U.S. that spoke out against slavery and the treatment of ghouls by Southern kindred. And there's reports of Nosferatu working as part of the network for the Underground Railroad. Nice. So they're not all bastard men. Sometimes they try. Uh, World War One and World War Two. There weren't really a lot of notes in lore wise about what the Nosferatu were doing. I imagine that one of two things happened. Yeah, they mostly were not involved in hit and kind of did the Malkavian thing where they're just like, we're just not gonna. And unfortunately, with their thematic ties with uh, the Jewish peoples. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's a lot of. Uh, there, there, I feel like there's a gambit of options. Where there's some Nosferatu like, look, uh, I, I got my hole. I'm going to just chill here and hopefully y'all stop killing each other. But there's probably also fucked up Nosferatu that were just like in, like buried in the trenches and then would come out at night and just like feast on soldiers in Verdun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, other things involved in the war that were very just like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Just. But then there are probably also Nosferatu on the other side that were like helping with resistance movements because they have a history of doing that. So... But yeah, so good news. There was no major incidences of Nosferatu being involved with the Nazis. Yay. They, Yay. They kinda, At least no recorded ones. Uh, nothing big in the canon. There was no Nosferatu in a Nazi uniform as a big splash art page. <laughs> so, yeah, whoops. I'm not saying there weren't Nosferatu involved, but, you know, it wasn't like the clan made a decision. Right. I have a feeling that they were tied in directly to so many of the let's say targeted communities mm-hmm. during world war one world war two that they probably either said let's get the fuck out of here or i'm gonna stay real low-key yeah because it's like unfortunately with the uh the holocaust with the, that starting with particularly like the mentally ill and the disabled being n- nerfed out first uh with the way a lot of those brought to end up just being mutated because of their way their embrace goes they probably would get like lumped in with that too so the very aryan venture that were just like bought that bullshit because they're like well i'm a baby bat and i'm a fucking stupid asshole and i think this will get me power fast so fuck you guys Probably would have tried to get rid of those guys, but you know, on the flip side, there might be Nosferatu that were just like, but what if I lick the boot like really hard? Because you know, there's always, unfortunately, people that are like, look, if I lick the boot super hard, I'm not going to end up in the bad spot because mm-hmm. I'm one of the good ones. And it's like, nobody. You'll end up in the bad spot too. You'll be in the bad spot with me, except everybody on the camp also hates you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Mm. Pick your battles. So, moving along. Uh, as the world settled into the Cold War, the Nosferatu latched onto new technology, the computer. Computer. Because they're like, ah, here's a nexus of infrastructure and control and data information and transferring and hiding secrets. And we don't have to be in front of mortals to do it. Give. Let's go. Let's go. Also, just fucking, I love the idea of just nerdy little Nosferatu with those like old timey computer punch cards, like slamming those in and just having big reams of catalogs of those. and yes. just. Mm. Just down in the sewer somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just, <laughs> I know the gay girl were super involved in the Enigma machine, but I really love the idea of a Nosferatu also just working on that with Alan Turing. It's so cute. Yes. yes. Uh, 
And also, kind of fun fact, because we're still in Pride Month, um, a lot of uh, really early uh, electronica music, uh, stuff that was done with, like, synths and computerized music, was spearheaded by uh, trans women. Sick. And unfortunately, a couple of them did have to, uh, when they presented their works for the BBC on, like, television, unfortunately, they did have to go into boy mode for that. Mm. Which is unfortunate. Uh, the most notable case was the woman who did the soundtrack for A Clockwork Orange. Oh. Yeah. Translady did that. Cool. So, you know, there's room in the 60s and 70s if you want to have uh, a, a Nosferatu ally who's like... No, I really like this computer. The computer makes the beeps and the boops. Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole other vector of nerddom, and I need to stop tangenting. I'm sorry. Uh, the Nosferatu built the infamous ShrekNet, which is a parallel internet system that was used to share and store information between vampires, mostly amongst the clan themselves, and then they would give, like, logins to specific kindred that were deemed, like, apt, adept, or, like, useful enough to add to the pile. Yeah. Guys, what if Daft Punk are Nosferatu? That's why they wear the helmets. And the That's why they wear the helmets. <laughs> Honestly, though, I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. We know your secrets, Daft Punk. We'll just yeah. interview you. Is that why we're in this tunnel? Oh, maybe. Have I, you known? The, did you know the secret of Daft Punk, and now we're in this Daft Tunnel? We I, didn't tunnel to. They're like French, aren't they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They were in the catacombs. They have like the most famous tunnels. Yeah, I watched a whole video recently about people who just go down there and explore. It's insane. Mm-hmm. They used to have like movie groups that would meet down there, but you'd have to find where they meet to participate. Yeah. They would like hand out uh, like secret maps to friends and whatnot, and mm-hmm. people would bring generators and projectors and screens and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Um, but I was gonna say I love ShrekNet. It's super we, cool. We definitely need to do an episode about it. It's very big mm-hmm. in first and second edition, um, which I think for as a new player, it's. It's. I think it's hard to realize how important Treknet is and how big of a deal it is that it's fallen to the Second Inquisition. Yeah. Like, um, Shreknet was at the, considered so secure at the time that there are stories in the books of people who are such so good at like hacking and doing computer work that they get into Shreknet, and then uh, Nosferatu would be like, "Who are you in my system? You're not supposed to be here." Embraced. <laughs> You're good at what you do. You, you're going to help me fix this problem now. Oh, nice. the worst version of like, hey, I found a bug in your system. Oh, did you now? <laughs> Neat. Thanks. I'll pay you. <laughs> it's like, we're going to ghoul him for a couple of months and just see how he does. And if he doesn't freak out too much, we can add him to the team. We can we can do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. We've always I'm, got, uh, we always got positions open. Yeah, we got room for recruiting. I'm not asking the fucking... When's the last time I asked the prince for permission to recruit, honestly? <laughs> he can't tell me apart from the four other Nosferatus in this fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but because TrekNet is such a multifaceted entity within World of Darkness lore, uh, I'm not going to get into it. I did not write that for here. We're going to do that as a separate episode. Which, if there's questions or aspects about ShrekNet that you want us to cover more specifically, please tell us, because it's a big topic, um, and we're happy to answer questions. One of our early interviews you can look up to is with a group that's running, like, a RP mm-hmm. version of ShrekNet that's, like, worldwide. You can join and become a part. It's actually really nifty. Yeah. And also, also, that guy's a big sweet bean. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, the the parallel internet, the vamp, the vamp net, the vampire net, the Shrek net. Yeah, Shrek net <laughs> has been going on, which does lead us into the early nineties. 
uh, with the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, a major figurehead within the Nosferatu known as Baba Yaga. Yes, that one. Yes, that one. uh, Put up this thing called the Shadow Curtain. Which is a uh, basically a metaphysical, magical, uh, arcane barrier that prevented espionage and travel in and out of Russia and some like satellite uh, nations, roughly following the trail of what the Iron Curtain was. Uh, basically, to kind of basically, Bobby Yaga was like, "Oh, well, the Soviet Union's fallen. Everything is going to be chaos. I'm going to put this on lockdown because this area is mine. Fuck you guys." Fair. Mm. And it's just very like, you could do what, ma'am? Yeah. (laughs) What? Because it's not just a, oh, she stopped like telecommunications and things. She could like physically stop people from crossing if she didn't fucking want you to. Like the power level of that is fucking bananas. Yeah. Like her and her little chicken foot hut. Yeah. I think there's a whole adventure that's just around her specifically. There is. Um, I didn't super get into it. Um. but She's one of those figures who could have her own episode very easily. She very much could. And I was just like, I started to write those notes and realized I was like, the episode is going to be too damn long and we don't have time for that. She will be her own fucking episode. Also, I just like Slavic folk stories like that. And Bobby Yaga's like fucking cool shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, this effect was dropped when Baba Yaga died in the late 90s, early 2000s involving this plot that Hunter had mentioned we can get into that later. But yeah, so currently now, there is no shadow curtain to be worried about, but that was the last big major like Nosferatu-specific thing that happened in the old world. Now we get to V5 canon uh, with the fall of Shrapnet in 2004. Yes, which I had kind of hinted at already. Yes. So that is one of the big things of a big plot shakeup in V5. So the NSA, as part of the Second Inquisition, infiltrated Shrapnet. Uh, in the early 2000s uh almost like the war on terror kicked off a lot of bullshit and we lost a lot of privacy rights and it's a problem hmm, hmm. 9-11 caused the fall of shreknet 9-11 and the second inquisition 9-11 caused the inquisition and my chemical romance <laughs> only Just... one of those things is acceptable <laughs> I-, I say get rid of them both oh I have a weird soft spot for them. But uh, anyways, so. The second Inquisition? No. I mean, as a story, (laughs) as a storyteller, I do really enjoy the second Inquisition. Uh, As a person who exists in the planet, I'm just like, no. That's fair. I hate this. Anyways, so this uh, data breach within the network uh, opened up many kindred within the Camarilla to be slaughtered between uh 2007 and 2008 because the nsa did broke into this network figured out what they had and started downloading as much shit as they could and somehow magically the nosferatu were able to uh partition that off or stop the breach but magically all the data that was downloaded or breached really didn't fuck with the nosferatu it was the other clans that got fucked. Now, whether this is because the Nosferatu embedded more encryption into their data more specifically, or they realized what was happening and they were funneling other data chains, or some Nosferatu was like, hey, guys, I got this really wild idea. <laughs> it may have, You may even, for your story, be like, specifically some of the high clans that got fucked more than anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, there's a lot of dead Toreadors. Weird. <laughs> not very nice it's like do you want to explain that it's like no i do not <laughs> i can't I'm i can't sorry. it's not it's not my fault that every single torridor had the password as password all right <laughs> like that's not my fault 
the files are in the computer, Chuck. <laughs> Literally. So because of this uh, uh, time period of just not like previous times of like, yeah, 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 there's like certain government guys that do little hunter cells and will pick off people. But that's like small enough potatoes that we can kind of corral it. It became a big international intergovernment uh, conspiracy that was wiping out thousands of kindred in like spans of months. Bad time. Yeah, bad time. So uh, the Cambria had the uh, convention in Prague where Theo Bill killed Hardstadt and took his hat, <laughs> which is still funny. But the Cambria instituted what is known as the wipe. It's still a real bad name for it. It's a terrible name for it. I hate it. I won't do it. It's gay. <laughs> God damn it. Hunter is pride. You can't just be saying that. I know we're in a tunnel. But no. You just take a shower every time. It's fine. <laughs> Hold on. How are you going to? You still got to wash your butt in a shower. You just pull them apart and let the water do its thing. So you're douching yourself instead of just wiping. It's a shower. Everybody showers. I. Oh, God. Anyway, so the Camarilla uh, insisted on the permanent dismantling of Shreknet. And banning all vampire use of the internet and social media, which feels like a very boomer response to any problem. Yeah. It's very giving the energy of Congress people being like, so does TikTok have access to the Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it gives me the response of some elder was like, get off that internet. I'm cutting it down. <laughs> just like, oh, well, if this is the problem, I just turn it off. It's like, well, that's not. Oh. Uh, oh, how do how do I open a PDF? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh. <laughs> oh God, sorry. <laughs> My day job involves me dealing with a like a a smattering of IT problems, and sometimes people's just. What do you mean I have to open the attachment? I'm like, well, you can't see it if you don't open it. You don't open it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need you to open the browser. What? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen as often, thankfully. But it's, yeah, as far as I am aware of the plot, the Nosferatu didn't really um, put up much of a fight against this order from uh, the High Council and the Cambria as an institution. And still to this day, slash night, uh, the Nosferatu get a lot of flack from the other clans about uh, the fall of Shrek Shreknet and the amount of chaos that that has caused. So, yeah, so it's like, cool, not only do you want me to live underground, you guys are bullying me because you do not understand how Facebook works. Sick. And they publicly say that Shreknet does not exist anymore. Now, if that is true or not, it's up to the ST, I would say. Yeah, because it's like, I cannot in good consciousness see the Nosferatu being like, oh, yeah, we totally deleted all of those terabytes and terabytes and server rack rooms full of cool secrets that we've been collecting about all of you all those mm -hmm. secrets that we made sure you didn't know where they were or that they existed already anyway mm -hmm. so yeah we'll just take you to them and show you how everything's been deleted now mm -hmm. for fun <laughs> yeah we're not going to tell you guys about the secret backup servers that we have underground in literally every city on the planet i think this goes back to something i talked about in our um masquerade episode mm. a little bit um it's like i was building up for it but um about like places that don't have like the infrastructure for public internet mm -hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if there was like a nosferatu version of like the monthly backpack mm -hmm. where someone like the nosferatu will just come into town it's like 
All right, here's a bunch of hard drives with data from Seattle. Give me the Chicago info. And just like, and, like creating like, hard drives. Physically transporting data across. Oh, yeah, you could actually have a really cool and complete chronicle based on people just doing uh, physical trades of data and material and. Uh, yeah, data couriers. Data couriers. Very cyberpunky. It's very, very Johnny Mnemonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't have to, like, fucking. They wouldn't have to haul out a part of their brain to hold, like, four gigabytes of data. It's like, you're a vampire, dude. Just fucking swallow a, a fucking memory stick that has. <laughs> Like 400 gigs of bullshit, and then you can just let. Yeah. You'll have to by the end of the night anyway. Yeah. Or, you know, you're a nose frat. You might be a living hive. Just open up one of your B ports and just. Your B ports. And put the USB <laughs> in port. your B port. <laughs> it's like, ah, fuck it. Just a nose frat, just full of carpenter bees. Ugh. <laughs> Not because they're more aggressive, just because they're bigger, so he has more room in each of the holes to, like, Stuff, hide stuff. stuff just to hide things. <laughs> I don't like it. Ugh, uh, makes my skin it's, crawl. it's carpenter bees, so there's less of them, so he has names for all of them. <laughs> this is Ted. This is Fred. Jeremy, you know it's your bedtime. <laughs> Get in the hole. Get in the hive. <laughs> Get in your comb. It's his birthday. I made him a little hat. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is unhinged. This, this anyway. Nosferatu is a nightmare, but also like a homie. I like, like making wholesome nightmares. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite things to do in World of Darkness, where you're just like simultaneously endeared, but also just, uh, I just I don't like it, but also, uh. speaking of things that are kind of, uh, so the Nosferatu, being in the Camrya, have a Justicar. Their Justicar currently, question mark, is a lady named Molly McDonald. Hmm. There's not a lot known about her. I went through every book that I could get a hold of. There's not a lot of info that I was able to find. It is posited in the lore that she may have died on that attack in Paris that the ministry were holding to try and like bid to get into mm-hmm. uh, the Camarilla and it got blowed the fuck up, possibly by the Banu Hakim. Who knows? Whoops. She might be dead. But uh, currently, uh, no other Nosferatu has stepped up to take the position. So it's like kind of a vacant seat. It's kind of not. Uh, There is a uh, Nosferatu named Belind Bush in Copenhagen that's supposedly eyeing to take the position instead. But she canonically hasn't yet. So who the fuck knows? There's a whole plot hole right there for y'all to fucks about with. Uh, there's also Zelios, who is a famous architect and mason within the Nosferatu. Uh, he supposedly disappeared underneath New York City in the 1990s. Whoops. But, you know, could he just be in all of the labyrinths at the same time? Who the fuck knows? But, yeah, so if you want to, if you want to get into nerdy architecture Nosferatu, you could be like, I studied under this guy. And, I mean, he, like, he did a lot of the labyrinth stuff, right? Yeah, he does a lot of the labyrinth stuff. It's like, weird. Mm Mm-hmm. MC Escher buildings where yeah. you're like, I'm upside down and right side up. And I walked in here in New York and for some reason I'm in Cincinnati. The wallpaper tastes like snozberries. <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit. Uh, then we have Ambrose uh, Marpius. He's a popular and well-known Nosferatu skilled with technology. He's a big time gamer and weeb. Has lots of opinions on Attack on Titan, apparently. Love it. Offers a lot of cultural knowledge in modern times to help uh, keep others intact with their humanity. So he's... 
the homie Nosferatu is like, hey, man, uh, I've been keeping up on the, all the Spider-Men. Here, I got to explain this. He's ex- he's the, the Nosferatu that's explaining memes to the elders so that way they can, like, still interact with people and not give off weird vibes. <laughs> but, it, yeah, he's, he's a big time. He's, like, one of the most social IT of the Nosferatu because that does happen sometimes. Uh I have to give uh, a little a little love note uh, to Gary Golden from the Bloodlines game. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Great, great character. Uh, he's a Nosferatu primogen in Hollywood. Uh, he was a famous actor in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, he was embraced in the 1960s. And he's a very charming uh, character and is an information broker within L.A. One of my favorite NPCs in the Bloodlines games. His, his whole storyline is cool. It's so good. It's so good. So yeah, if you want another uh, fun canon NPC uh, to get inspiration from or interact from that has a more social Nosferatu and not completely a grumpy butt. And then we have... Unlike the next one. Unlike our next one, who is a grumpy butt? Jasper Hartwood. Oh, he's Jasper. He's the sweetest grumpy butt. Uh, so yeah, he's a, a player character from the LA by Night series, um, played by Alexander Ward. Did a great job, but uh, that... If you're newer to Vampire the Masquerade and you're just like uh, wanting a character to to understand like, hey, so how do you parse uh, doing a Nosferatu that is uh, fills a lot of the good uh, check marks of the stereotypes of the clan, but isn't like an unplayable asshole? Because that can sometimes happen when you play grumpy too hard. Mm-hmm. When you grumpy too hard into the sewer, you become unplayable. <laughs> you can't be Oscar the Grouch. You you know, because, well, you can be. Well, the thing with Oscar the Grouch is that he he is a grouch. He does live in a trash can, but he does have friends and he does have feelings. I guess this is true. You're right. Which is also true of Jasper. <laughs> and also it's like, hey, also note for everybody, you can be an ugly fucker and still pull hot bitches. <laughs> he does pull hot goth bitch. Ugh. So, <laughs> those romances, I always feel like are the most just like, oh, my heart. Right. Oh, my heart. Why? <laughs> Why are we like this? So not going to give spoilers, but that's a good, good little inspo. And there's tons of clips of that show if you don't want to sit and watch the whole series. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever finished the first season. It's it audio does. dramas and mm. my ADD do not blend. That is totally fair. I, I tried to listen to it while I was work. For some reason, I could listen to like a show that's styled like ours where it's like, mm-hmm. we're just talking about the history of a topic and making mm-hmm. jokes. But when I you actually have to... F- follow like a story with multiple people talking mm-hmm. in character to each other i keep rewinding it like every 15 minutes like wait what's happening yeah it does not does no. not work for me dude that's super fair um yeah at, like, at least for your case there might be a handful of like clips i might send to you because there's actually a lot of really good like little character moments particularly with like jasper doing the whole like hey quit running into danger you dumb fuck he immediately runs into danger <laughs> running into danger jumps off the third floor into a, on a burning dance floor just i hate people yeah. i'm gonna keep doing everything i can to save people yeah. it's like buddy pick a lane i love it it's so good <laughs> so clan specific lore sheets we have descendant of zelios so you get access to cool labyrinth and ley line things and uh cool architecture building stuff cool so yeah if you want to explore that that lore sheet uh there's london under london which gives you access to the underground rail system in london if you're not playing a London-based game... There's a lot of cities that have undergrounds. There's a lot of cities with subways. Just take those rules, port it into your city. It's not that deep. Literally, just as long as it doesn't break your game to say, there's a subway system, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You do have to call it London Under and then whatever it is. <laughs> it's a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> London Under New York. Exactly. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I would even go so far as to say I would have to look at the sheet again, but you could probably work it to be even like we're playing Chicago and it, it's not like an underground rail system, but it's just Chicago's massive rail system. There is um, a lore sheet in the Chicago by Night books for uh, doing stuff underground in Chicago, but it's not clan specific. Okay. So I didn't add it onto this list, but you're more than welcome to because there's a bunch of really cool they underground do have a lot stuff. Of, like, smuggling tunnels oh, yeah. and stuff like that there. Mid- oh yeah. The Midwest specifically, because we're not close to major bodies of water, like a lot of uh, large cities like on the coasts, um, has a lot of interesting undergrounds like uh, I believe it's Purdue has mm-hmm. an entire like maze of steam tunnels mm-hmm. under their college that like they've tried to close off, but they can't because they actually don't know where all the entrances are anymore. There's some in like private buildings and like because the whole city was pretty much connected when it was built. I want to figure out oh, how yeah. to get into those. There's that kind of shit. There's also um, because of uh, sanitariums with like tuberculosis back in the day. When there would be uh, major spikes of tuberculosis outbreaks, um, these sanitariums would get so overcrowded with people coming in and dying immediately. These hospital networks would build underground systems to uh, transport the bodies out of the buildings without drawing attention. So if you want to like have somebody who's got a haven in an abandoned hospital that has underground tunnels that connect to whatever the fuck... Um, Hell yeah. They had some of those in Central State here, mm-hmm. in, here in Indiana. Oh, yeah. yeah. Central State has that shit, which Central State is canon in the uh, Let the Streets Run Red as really? a location. Yeah. There's some cool notes there about a potential Nosferatu character living in there. Potentially cool. not. It, they, they left it vague enough where it's like, well, they could still be there. Mm. Technically, it, it mostly doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, didn't they turn... Well, the above ground stuff they turned into apartments, didn't there's, they? There's uh, unless it happened. There's very two recently. buildings that are still exist from the old site, like from the original hospital, still in Central State. Yeah, because they turned one into a museum, and mm-hmm. I thought they used a lot of the other grounds for like apartments. There's also no. there were like three or four other buildings that were still kind of standing when I went last time. Yeah. Okay. And one that was pretty much just ruins, but can't get into. I mean, that's not gonna stop the nose for Atu. Well, right now you can't stop me. With this sign, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> See, buddy, you can read. They don't. They don't know to. that. <laughs> I, I, they think I'm ugly and stupid. Let's just, you know, <laughs> let them keep. Let them keep it up. Quit ruining this for me. Anyways, other lore sheets that are Nosferatu specific is the Cleopatras, which is a cult based around uh, Yima, which is a br- beautiful and virtuous child of Abs Millard, who can remove the bane. Of certain Nosferatu through dreams. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. It's fucking wild. That's really cool. So it's like, yeah, if you want to have a Nosferatu who's going through this whole, uh, like, body acceptance arc, uh, you have this plot line with a bunch of cool shit that you can uh, fucks with. It's an ST, it too. Depends, because they're they're probably spending a lot of money to go through that. I would say it'd be interesting to transition them to the alt-clan bay in that way, but... Oh, yeah, if you want to have... If you have a character that's like, hey, we were running with the OG clan bane, I would like to switch to the other one. You're like, okay, cool. I have this lore sheet I could give you. Yeah. I think lore sheets can definitely should be dispensed by STs as a trap gift more often. I I do like doing that to players. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I gave you this gift. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's not poison. Yet? Yet? Eh, It's fine. You'll fix it in post. (laughs) You mean we? Like, no, you specifically. Figure it out. This is how you're getting XP. (laughs) 
So uh, the last one that is specifically uh, Nosferatu related is the only lore sheet we have currently that bars a clan specifically. It is the child of Angel Michael. It is a cult based around uh, uh, beauty and uh, Michael the Tory. It's a whole... It involves a lot of stuff from uh, Babylon, Constantinople, and we'll get into that in the Toreador episode, but I wanted to note this as a, if you were a Nosferatu player, you literally cannot buy this lore sheet because you're too fucked up in the face. Womp womp. Nice. So. Could, would you allow a player with the Altbane or would you say that the disgustingness of them would? It's still, yeah, because it's like, well, you, you, like, you're not as fucked up in the face as the rest of your clanmates, but you keep you bringing have the smell. pigeons. You still have the smell. You, you you still smell like mothballs, but like in the worst way. There's bees crawling out of you currently. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that beautiful. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Even coming Just, from you, John, that's a lot. Yeah, even when you're like, no, it's like he seems <laughs> like he seems fine, but every time he gets up from sitting on like any kind of cloth fabric, there's just like a weird oil stain that just will never go away. <laughs> like uh, in fuck, mm. what's that movie? Mm. The Greasy Strangler? No. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang, yes. With the jerry curls? Yes. Also, uh, is it coming to America? They also do that joke? I think yes. so. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Final thoughts on the Nosferatu. I like this clan a lot. They're definitely one that when we come back around to do more like follow episodes, they have a lot of epi- ideas that I want to explore more like mm-hmm. Shreknet, Baba Yaga, um, like the African Nosferatu specifically mm-hmm. are all really, really cool. Um, the Manitou, I believe mm-hmm. it was the native um, Nosferatu. They're really cool. Like there's a lot of really cool stuff in this clan that we kind of only were able to touch on that I think we could definitely follow up on. Uh, and I'm probably going to read about in my free time for fun. Yeah. And if there's uh, specific like canon NPC notes for Atu folks want us to cover more in depth, I'm always happy to do that because I think we're getting we're at the point soon where we're going to start doing character in depth dives. Yeah. Um, we're also we talked about maybe doing more polls mm-hmm. just in general for our patrons. Um, and so we might do, Hey, we're going to do a character profile. Which of these characters are you interested in? We're talking about doing a bloodline deep dive. Which of these bloodlines? We'll probably finish our clans first, but we are running out of those. We're we're getting there. We're getting there. I think we're about halfway. Yeah. Um, and actually I believe this week will be the poll for the next one for our patrons. So that will be going live the same day as this. I was trying to remember who's left. Uh, I know Toriador. Toriador, Bruja. Uh, then we have Ministry, uh, Bana Hakim, uh, Ravnos, Zmitsi, Slubri, Thin Bloods, and, and Hakata. More. Yes. Yeah. But, so keep an eye out for that. I think it's down to the Toriador, the Bruja. So mm-hmm. this one might be a battle of the two. Which, honestly, this is a good uh, face-to-face. I Th- think that's so. a good face-to-face. Like Toriador and Bruja, they get along <laughs> good enough, I guess. I but... mean, uh, all of our Nos- Nosferatu buddies, if you want to, like... Set up a betting pool. Yeah. Yes. Who's gonna win? Every model needs a bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that could go both ways. Yeah. Because yeah. fucking yeah. Uh, I really love Nosferatu. Uh, they're a clan though. I don't get to play as a player often because they usually get snapped up first, and I don't like doubling up too much. 
Oops on Nosferatu. Oops on Nosferatu could be fun. I, 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 running a game where it's Oops on Nosferatu running like a little detective agency. That'd be so fun. That'd be so fun. Um, off topic, but I had to, um, all, someone almost tried to debate me the other, uh, mm. last week, like a week or two ago. Um, they were talking about how, oh, we, I played the vampire that one time. I played the, the pretty clan, you know, they're pretty much wimps. And I was like, excuse me. And he was like, yeah, Tor- Toridor. Yeah. I was like, Toridor. He was like, yeah, they're not very good at fighting. And I was like, buddy. <laughs> You don't understand celerity. <laughs> you didn't put your dots in the right places. Yeah. It's just like, just have you, a few dots in you, celerity and you're not, good at You fighting. don't understand physics where it's like, yeah, you might technically not have a lot of power in the strike, but if you make it go faster, <laughs> yeah. there's more force. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's also one of the things where I think we already kind of covered probably the just points-wise weakest, and it's probably Tremere, unless they cast the right spell or two. And then it's like, well, they have a flaming blood sword. It's like, he, yeah. Anywho, but yeah. Nosferatu. Oh, for like physical combat. Yeah, yeah for physical yeah, combat. For physical yeah. combat, yeah. Tremere's probably not even. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people also just forget that the Nosferatu are strong as fuck because most of the time people dump. Potions? Well, yeah, most people dump points into Offuscate because that's like the big. You kind of uh, need it almost. Yeah, Offuscate's like the big, big deal for the clan. And then everybody immediately goes, but I can have an animal, Fred. So they put points in animalism. <laughs> So it's also always obfuscate animalism, and people don't put points of potence, and I'm just like, yeah, but you could be yoked as fuck, my guy. Well, I do me, think I, I, that's my go-to mm-hmm. for Nosferatu. I love the idea of like essentially a Nosferatu that's essentially a trapdoor spider. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't see you, you don't see it, you don't see it, and then boom, you're not getting away. Just boom. <laughs> He's strong. <laughs> just imagine getting pummeled with an aluminum bat with the force of a fucking like semi truck. And I, you didn't see it until yeah. it hit you. Yeah. I, I also like the idea of just like be interesting to play a character who is just, I believe they called them brutes in the mm-hmm. last episodes. Like the ones who are like, you didn't do too well through that, uh, um, your transition. So we're going to lock you in the basement. Oh, yeah. But like, <sighs> you're just literally like the Hulk, essentially, mm-hmm. where it's just like, I'm big and strong and not super smart. And Make like, into your dump stat, like, like full himbo. Like, even my weird, weirdo nightmare basement family doesn't fully trust me, and the upstairs people super don't trust me, but like, I can murder all of them <laughs> if I like shake their hand too hard. <laughs> I mean, if you want to Lenny and George your way through a, a chronicle, I don't see why not. We did that in D&D once. Yeah, we You did. did. It was adorable. Pockets and grunt. Yep. <laughs> so if you just want to do that as two Nosferatu, except one is strong and stupid, and the other one is like fairly charismatic, and it's just like, oh, fuck, I gotta, I gotta wrangle my friend, because <laughs> fuck Christ. <laughs> it's like, buddy, we have to go to Elysium. I need you to be good. Okay. If you're good, I'll get you your favorite snack. Okay. <laughs> what are their names? What? Sorry, I'm looking up something. Oh, you're good, my dude. While we're on the small pause, uh, I keep forgetting that little pile of broken rubber bands is not shredded cheese because it looks like shredded cheese. <laughs> it really wakes me out. It's like Kroop and Vandermeer mm. from uh, Neverwhere. Oh, yeah. That. They're both just like sadistically cruel, but... Mm. Croup is like tiny and fast, and uh, is it? I can't remember which one's which right now. Well, it's mm. whatever. The other one is just this massive hunk of meat that's just like kind of dumb but very violent. You could do, oh uh, god, what's his name from fucking Thunderdome? Master Blaster. You can Master oh Blaster. Oh my god. You can Master Blaster with two Nosferatu. <laughs> 
I like that you could be super creative with this clan because they are fucked up, so you're not tied into like beauty standards. So if you want to go fucking wild, which is how your face is fucked up, mm-hmm. like it's super fun. So it's just like, yeah, you want to have anglerfish teeth? Yeah, go for it. Do you want to have like eyes that like are not quite on correct? Yeah, go for it. It's like veins poking out. Like you can just full monster Halloween kid monster makeup. Go, go for it. Go as far as you want, really. Yes. Sky's the limit. Look like the Predator if you feel like it. Yeah, or uh, Igor from the, the Van Helsing movie, I feel like it's a good Nosferatu look, mm-hmm. where he's just like all hunched and got the club foot and just weird stringy hair. Yeah, I dig it. Hell or yeah. Or Rembrandt. Rembrandt, yes. Not Rembrandt. R- Rembert. Rembert? Rembert? Not Rembert. I just thought Riffraff. You- Jesus Riffraff. Christ, Jesus. what is wrong You had me? a stroke. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can go full Riffraff. When you said Rembrandt, I was thinking of a Nosferatu that looks like one of those like not quite people-y uh, impressionist paintings like in a Rembrandt. Oh, that'd be great. Where it's just like your features meld into the other one so much nobody can quite tell like where your nose begins and your cheek ends and it's just very like... Uh, I like that. How do I, how do I, tell? I don't know where to look at you in your face to talk to you and <laughs> be respectful. Be on your face, right? It should be on your face. It is technically on your face, but it's like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah. I'm looking across the room at a mm-hmm. uh, shelf of VHS and I noticed Mac and me. And um, you could be kind of a traditional looking Nosferatu, but kind of jaundice yellow and befriend a child in a wheelchair and do that thing. Let's go sing songs in a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Ugh. there's too many options we gotta i'm out we gotta oh god okay so i found this door hopefully it lets us out at this point when did the door get here though we like we've been sitting like where the when the door get here don't ask questions i literally have to let's just open the door i (sighs) but before we open that door um i want to thank paralyze for the awesome theme song yes check out their tunes on the band camp Check out their new band, uh, World I Hate. I believe they have vinyl, just got a second pressing. Hell so, yeah. Uh, check that out. Um, you can also check us out at Twitter at blank underscore bodies. And then we're on Instagram at Tumblr at blank bodies pod. And we got a TikTok at blank bodies podcast. Uh, if you really enjoy what we're doing here and you want to support us, we got a dang old Patreon. And there's all kinds of tiers. Five bucks gets you a special Discord title and into the Patreon-only section of our Discord. Um, Ten bucks, you can get into voting. We're starting to put show notes and resources and stuff up there as well. There's uh, an art tier at $25 with character sketches. Um, black and white, a whole year gets you a full-color illustration. Uh, we got a blood tier. We got a corn tub tier. There's all kinds of options. <laughs> we gotta look you can't say that in here because then you know they might get into the idea of just forcing you to do nothing but corn tub you can never leave the tub if we make enough money i will make you stay in that tub i'll get pruny that's part <laughs> nobody wants pruny corn but corn is pruny you will start to take on the form of corn I mean, if you stay in the water long enough, we can, like, deglove your body. I was going to say, we do, if he stays in it long enough, he'll start to smell and taste of corn. from the corn That's true. Heated. That'll be before the degloving. What I'm saying is this is going to be a, have to be a new tier. And it's going to have to be a lot higher than <laughs> The deglove tier? The deglove tier. Six million dollars. <laughs> I can't believe you put a price on it. It's the, like, this is literally the equivalent of if you stat it, they will kill it. Look, I'm saying one person donate six million dollars. Mm-hmm. 
every month for a full year, and we can deglove my left foot. Cool. I mean, look, if 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 billionaires are willing right. to pay a quarter of a million dollars to uh, uh, smoothie themselves at the bottom of the ocean, I think we could pull this off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sacrifice Skipper's left foot for this. I'll sacrifice Skipper's left foot for this. Okay. I can afford a cool robot foot for that. That's true. Uh, can we can we open the door and get out of here before uh, we get stuck in corn tub? Hopefully so. Yeah, and hopefully outside people email us at uh, blankbodies at gmail dot com if they want to be a part of our interview series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've interviewed all kinds of people. We had our last interview with with one of the writers from By Night Studios doing some of the new official LARP books. We've had people in creating independent games. I mentioned uh, Shreknet, the uh, online like LARP Nosferatu mm-hmm. group, all kinds of stuff. And if you work on projects and stuff and want to be a part, send uh, me a message. I'll let you up and I'll talk to you about shit. We love DIY stuff and want to share your cool DIY stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hell especially yeah. Especially if the DIY stuff is you being a real vampire. All right. I love you guys. Open the door. Open the door. Get on the floor. Mwah. Open the door. Creak. Everybody, the dinosaur. It's pretty dark in here. Let's if go. I didn't, they didn't even have WD-40. What the fuck? Bye. <laughs> <laughs>